Hey, what's up, what's good? Showtime Balling NZ, New Zealand's basketball podcast. Let's get it. In this episode, it's part two of two of our episodes with Chris Vaughan from Leeds Scholarships. Now, in this ending episode, it's all just about finding that information you need requiring looking to go overseas to America to gain college uh, acceptance and scholarships. So, again, if you want to find out more information, hit up Chris Vaughan via Leeds Scholarships and take a look at the episode see what you want any more information we can help you with hit us up but yo without further ado let's go okay so like for new zealand kiwis um only if you're like a i don't know like a six eight six ten and that's kind <laughs> of rare nowadays um yeah. uh, but how how important is it physically like the eye test uh, for for male and female, is, is that is that an issue? Um, not so much. <clears throat> I mean, we get a lot of. Uh, it's different in, with when it comes to to women. Um, I mean, in, in in a lot of the the good the big um, women's teams over in, in the states, um, you can get some guards that are six one, um, some women guards that are six one, and then yeah. we'll we'll have like a big over here who's five ten five eleven, um, and we just have to be real and we just say, look, it's one of those things that their, their starting point guard is taller than you and, and you've played a five every year that you've played at high school here. So that's what you're competing against. Mm. Um, and that and coaches would much rather have a 6'1 point guard over a, a 5'11 um, centre. And um, it's just one of those things, again, it's one of the um, realistic um, scenarios that we've, we've come across and it's something that people have to take into account. Um, but when it comes to the guys, generally it often comes down to marks. Um, there's, there's, uh, it's a lot. Um, the girls' marks are always higher than the guys. Um, and uh, so yeah. generally if you have pretty good marks, and even if you might not be the best player in, in the country, you're probably, you're probably going to get a good school, uh, maybe even a D1 school because you've got good marks. Um, if you if you have sort of average marks and you're an average player, um, you, you might need to start thinking about um, the you know maybe recalibrating the, the dream of playing you know at, at in the big 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 colleges and and um, choose somewhere that is still good you know anywhere any JUCO or Division two or whatever generally their facilities are a lot better than even the breakers. And um, and they you know mm-hmm. they still have ten fifteen thousand kids at their school. They still get a couple thousand play uh, um, um, people coming to their games, um, and that's fine. You know, uh, often a lot of people don't see that, and they only see look. I must go to D one. I must go to D one, mm-hmm. and um, and and that's great. And if you can get there, that's awesome. But uh, often uh, it's not the case. And and generally, if if you're good enough to go D one, generally with the guys. If you're good enough to go to D1, those schools already know about you, um, and 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 would have approached you Correct. by now. Um, with the girls, it's a little bit different because the demand for the New Zealand girls is so much higher for New Zealand boys. Um, mm. We've got a very good reputation over there, both boys and girls, but particularly with the girls, of just being hard-nosed players, talented, and just don't give up on anything. Which I I. Yeah, because I think that was my next question I was going to probably bring up to you is that I hear that you, you know, you sign girls. Um, I haven't really heard about any males. Uh, is that to- the regards yeah, that? It's a demand. 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 I mean, 
there's obviously in the states, even in New Zealand, there's what twenty five thousand boys are playing um, secondary school basketball. There's five thousand girls. Um, it's about the same numbers over in the states, and but almost every single male team, uh, a school that has a male team, almost every single one of them has a, a girls team as well, at at all levels. And so the demand itself. Um, and the competition is completely different between guys and girls. So um, the, the girls are screaming out for good ball handlers, good shooters, good you know bigs, forwards. Everything everyone wants someone six feet or taller as a girl. The boys have to realize they're competing against literally hundreds of thousands of Americans who are cheaper to to have over there than than to have a Kiwi. Um, I mean, it's great we have twenty something. Mm. My, uh, men over there playing D1 uh, at the moment, which is awesome. Um, but, you know, they're able to compete with those hundreds of thousands of the, who are cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, because you can see, like, the likes of, like, Sam Meninga from yeah. um, from Auckland um, signing to go over there. Um, I don't know, Chris Perrett Hunt, who's, you know, who's in the mix for, for Tall Blacks. So you kind of look at these sort of boys and these guys – and yeah, they they add that something more than what your average kind of yeah, Sam Timmons, Yanni Wetzel, they're all big, big in the line to yeah. to you know tall black camps and everything. And then I get I get messages from random guys who maybe play in the second division in their town, <laughs> say, hey, I want to go play for the school, and it's like I just have to say say to them, if you want to, we can try and get into a, a JUCO or, or, or somewhere else, but. You just have to be realistic. You're six foot nothing, and this is what you're up against. And um, sometimes that that works, mm. sometimes it doesn't. But you just—it's all about being real. I'm not going to try and sell someone something that they're not ready for. Yep. So now your um your highlights, your grades have been thrown in there, like a thrown out there to the wide wide world. Uh, and so, what is a big talent pool that you've thrown them out? And then um, what happens? Yeah, so. I get a lot of coaches um, now that I've built up all these relationships. I, I speak to I speak to a few dozen coaches every week um, that I just talk to all the time um, at all levels at D one, D two, um, JUCO, um, NAIA. I haven't really touched on D three, but that's a different story with no um, athletic scholarships and all that sort of stuff. But um, so I talk to a lot um, almost every week, and and so often when I have someone ready to go over, got all the information. I'll, I'll initially test it with them, and I'll just say, "Hey, what, tell me about, tell me what you think about this girl or this boy," um, and and they're pretty honest. Those coaches over there, they're not mucking around. You know, it's that they need to bring in the best talent. They need to bring in players who they think they can win with, um, but also who are up to their academic standard. Because it's their, you know, if they don't win, then it's their it's their job. Um, so they're pretty honest, and they say, "Look, I don't think she or he can do this, this, and this." I see. I, I saw that this was really good uh, that they did, um, but you know we'll take them. Or yes, uh, we, we or no, we won't take them. So um, I do. I go. I go around normally a few dozen coaches and just get their opinion. Some. That's the other thing is some schools absolutely say no. Nah, we we don't want her. She's not good, or he's not good, and um, and then I'll take take them out to a few more schools, and every single one of them wants her. So it's not. It's one of those things where you don't want to take the first the first um, feed, bit of feedback is positive or negative. You want to get sort of a sample size. Um, generally, it, it, 
goes into common sense as well. If you have a, a six two, six three, six four girl, um, every school in the world is going to want her. If uh, you know, if you can show them that she can play, every school is going to want her. If you have um, someone with really high grades, then you go to a, a, a really good academic school first and and, and uh, get them to check her out first. Um, and, and yeah, it's it's yeah. one of those things where the schools will tell you, even even me. I think they find um, coming to sort of a, an intermediary almost they that they can be more honest and they can um, be straight up and say no, we don't want her or yes, we want him or whatever it is. So um, one thing I do like to stress to um, players who who are looking at going over is you need to be prepared for how much rejection you're about to get because these coaches like mm. i said it's it's their job it's their livelihood at stake if they you know bring someone in who isn't a, a right fit then it's you know they might start losing or whatever it is and uh then they might get fired or what whatever the particular reason is um and so often they they don't hold back um and you have to be prepared with being rejected by a lot more schools than that will actually accept you. Um, some of them haven't haven't been like that. Some of them I've you know taken or shown one or two coaches and they've they've gone. Yep, we'll take her. Um, but others, um, generally for the most part, you've got to be okay with um, getting turned down um, over and over and over and over and over again. Mm. Um, which is something that maybe hasn't happened because for the most part in New Zealand, we don't cut players from. Uh, teams, if they want to play for a school, they play for a school. Um, so it's one of those things where players are going to have to figure out if they can deal with it, getting cut, uh, getting rejected, getting rejected, getting rejected. Mm. And um, then there's been other ones where um, I've gone out to schools that no school wanted one of, one of the particular girls, and then nine months later I get an email back saying, "Yep, we'll take her." They didn't call her or anything. They just emailed, said, "Yep, we've seen what we we like, what we see." Um, I see that you sent this email nine months ago. She's still available. If, if she is, we'll take her. So we've had a couple of those come through, which just shows to be a little bit patient out there as well. You know your time will come. That's why I suppose you, you start the process when you suggested it back in year 10. <coughs> well, that, year, that's when you, you start know, year 11. The year actual rule, getting... um, NCAA rule, is that schools can't talk to you until – um, you're in until July of your what they call the junior year, which is our year 12. But because our year, academic year runs February to November and their academic year is uh, July or, or August uh, through to May the following year, it actually gives us a little bit of an advantage where they can start talking to us or to, to New Zealand players sooner because the July of our year 12 year is still um, earlier than because it's halfway through our year 12 year, whereas the July of their um, uh, junior year is the um, start of that academic year. And so they go all the way until May. So, um, and, and then that opens us up to teams wanting to bring players over for um, January semester start, which isn't a possibility as well. So um, July of, of year 12 year is when they can start talking to schools or, or at least um, approach other um, athletes, and, um, and and so until then, you got to get everything all in, in the makeup, and then come Ju- July uh, year twelve year, you won't you won't be going to university for you know you got your whole year thirteen year, and then you have until August the next year before you go. So 
got over two years to get everything sorted. But the, the earlier you do it, the better. Um, I've been speaking to a lot of schools in the last couple of weeks and, you know, it's it's almost May and they're starting their season or their, their off-season practices in August and they're all still, they're already filled. And so it's really hard to, you know, take players out to schools at this time of year um, because they, you know, they already full, yep. they've used all their scholarship um, money and so they don't have anything left. So the earlier you do it, the better, you know, and, and also... Um, definitely um, emphasize what what year they're in and what year they will be going to school because um, a lot of coaches um, either haven't figured out that we're a different academic um, calendar to them or they'll they'll automatically put you into mm-hmm. the next season whereas you know if you're approaching them in year 12 you've got another two seasons to or sometimes even even a you know the third season is when you're actually coming over so um, yeah as long as you've got a as long as you're clear and you emphasize those points with the coaches, they now understand, but often they just don't understand the difference between the American system and the New Zealand system. Okay. So now that I'm with that in mind, now, if you get multiple Mm -hmm. options, uh, if you get like, um, yeah, what, so what's your advice to when your clients, when they come through to, Hey, look, does it come down to the location? Does it come down to the preference, or does it come down to? Uh, yeah, I, I, I this fi- found I a bit of that. So I've got a um, normally when I when we first initially talk to someone, I send them a form and say, "Hey, fill, fill this out." It gives them all the information they need. And one of the questions is, um, uh, "What what state or what location do you prefer?" And I'd say ninety percent of them say California, <laughs> um, and so there's been a little <laughs> bit of of re-education behind that where I tell them, look, you know, there's a lot more schools in the U.S. than, than there is um, in California. And it comes down to that other thing is not only do you want to go to California, the thousands of other people that you're competing with in the U.S., Australia, U.K., Europe, they all want to go to California as well. So maybe look somewhere else that mm-hmm. is similar to California, but, you know, we're you will actually get offers from um and this i found as well the schools in california they know they're highly desired and um and they they use that a lot so they not not necessarily um take on people who approach them but rather are more proactive in their approach because they know people want to go to california yes it is cheaper for new zealanders to go to california yes if they're at in, in california then their family doesn't need to pay as much to come and visit. All, all of those sort of things are great. But, you know, there's 350 schools in Division One. There's 260 in Division Two. There's, you know, 200 and something JUCOs. There's, there's so many different options out there. Um, and, and especially, you know, in places, bigger places, might be a little bit more isolated, Texas, Kansas, that sort of thing. But um, every single state has options that people can go to. And, um, if, if your option does come down to choosing based off of location, maybe that's the wrong decision. You might have a great academic school um, on one hand, but it's in a, in a state that has really bad snow. Or you might have another school that's a little bit more chill out, but in yeah. uh, you know Alabama with no snow, whatever it is, and you might choose based off of you know your desired winter or whatever it is. Um, you've got to take into a lot of consideration into all the different ones, you know, the facilities is important as well. Um, maybe who's on the team. Um, 
if someone is already in, in the position that you want to play, um, or maybe they have three people in that position and, and you're just going to ride the bench or whatever it is, you've got to take all that into consideration. Um, often you, people get a little bit blinded by the, the big name schools and they go, oh, I've got you know, Harvard or I've got you know, whatever it is. Um, and they, they don't see that maybe a better option for them is somewhere else. And I often say to them, if it's better to um, maybe play 20 to 25 minutes a game at a, a junior college and develop as a player and as, as a person and as a student in your first two years and then go to a four-year than it is to go to a, a four-year school and maybe a Division One or Division Two, and maybe get three or four minutes a game for the first year, maybe five or six minutes a game for the second year, and then mm. all of a sudden, junior, senior, you're playing more minutes, but you could have developed better as a player going to a junior college doing that. So it's one of the things that not a lot of people look at as, as a benefit of going to a junior college, but it's one of those things that it's there for a reason. It's there to develop you to help you adjust to the American academic system, which yep. is completely different. The American way of life, the social structures they have over there. Um, and again, to develop and to play more basketball. Uh, I know education is the, the number one thing and all there to get education. But if you're not playing um, as much as you could be playing over there, then you know there's other certain things, psychological things that you go into and, it's it's not a fun time for anybody. You want to you want to be playing as many minutes as possible, mm-hmm. and sometimes the papers that you do at a four year school are yeah. exactly the same that you'll be doing at a at a two year school, um, but you're developing more at that two year position, and so it's all that stuff to consider. Yeah, you have to really put that mindset into perspective because. Like you said, is that man? I've been playing major minutes in New Zealand, and I've been playing like 40, 40 minute games, and um, and then you're telling me exactly. I'm going to be only playing like exactly. two minutes here and there. Oh man, that's right. What, exactly. No, like I'm, exactly. I'm a big you know, deal where I am. Playing so. on a New Zealand age rep team and going to World Champs and playing significant minutes, and then when they go over to the states again, it's that thing where they're competing against thousands of people. And even in their team, they might have two or three people playing for the same spot and then they're getting four minutes a game. And, uh, yeah, you might be scoring 30 points in your Auckland senior A grade or whatever it is. When you get to the States, it's a lot faster. It's a lot tougher competition. And um, even if you get the the court time, you might not be scoring because they play a lot more structured ball over there as well. And and they might not be calling your number every single play as, as you have been used to every year that you've been at, at high school. So it's all those things people hmm. need to take into consideration that I think maybe isn't taken into consideration as much, but it's definitely one of those important ones. Hmm. Yeah, or um, or coach such and such in Auckland or coach such and such in Wellington because I'm the best or I'm, you know, like I'm this and that. But the mentality, as you said before, was that, geez, yeah. coaches are there to make their bread and butter. And sometimes exactly. you're going to get told exactly. things and, that you don't want to hear. You know, that's the other thing is if, if you're not up to par, they have thousands of people waiting for your spot. And um, and they know it and coaches know it. So they, they can get someone just like you to, to fill that spot. Um, whereas over here, um, generally you rely on a few players every every team and, and every year. Um, at every level, there's you know a couple of really good players in each team. Whereas over there, everyone has been the man in their team and 
it's one of those things that you have to learn how to adjust. You might not be the man for the first year, first two years, first three years. It might just be your senior year that you actually, you know, even get to start and you just have to work hard um, in the gym, work hard academically and take advantage of that opportunity. But it's real tough to, um, something to deal with when you haven't had that um, problem to deal with in New Zealand beforehand. Cool, Chris. This has been some great information. It's going to go in a big perspective for a lot of those people out there who want to kind of try and mm-hmm. give the the American route a, a go. Um, but now, lead scholarship. There must be other other entities or identities out there who do similar work like you. Uh, but why would well, we choose with, lead scholarship um, over the other uh, ones? When it goes back to the story I was saying about, um, you know, one girl referred me to another girl, and another girl referred me to another girl, and then it just ended up all these girls were. Um, referring me to different um, players and friends of theirs, um, and when it when it started, a, a lot of them um, um, financially couldn't afford to pay um, someone to get them over there, and I saw that as really unfortunate. Really talented players, um, athletically incredible. You know, academics were good, um, good enough to get over there, and but they just couldn't afford it, and it's one of those things that. It's a real shame in New Zealand, at least, there's a lot of pay to play. Um, and uh, and in this instance, there were a couple, several girls, actually, who just couldn't afford um, anything to, to get over there, um, to pay anybody to, to find them a spot. And so I just figured, look, I'm not going to charge anybody. It's, it's a significant financial contribution from their family to anybody um, who, who's asking for it. And so what I'll do is I'll just get them over there for, for free. And um, and just do this on the side of um, other things I got going on. So um, you know, if, if someone's looking to um, do it, it's I, I get nothing out of it except for being able to say, yeah, I got this player over there, and and, uh, and hopefully I, I get to um, see updates of them and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and I think that's the difference is that often there's coaches that. Um, you know, need to get something out of it, you know, whether it's financial or, or otherwise. Um, and uh, so when when I've come along and said, hey, I, I can help you out. I don't want anything from you for it. It's been a little bit controversial. And uh, um, I've had a lot of messages from coaches themselves um, telling me to, to leave their players alone. <laughs> for some reason, I, it's been weird why they don't want me to help their <laughs> players. Um, even though it won't cost them anything, I, I struggle to see why that's an issue. Um, but it, it, it's it's one of those things that it's yeah, it's yeah. an issue for some reason to some people, and I, I never understand it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, yeah. Oh, look, if I, if I can if I can just cut in there, like um, I can I understand from a guard standpoint that some coaches feel like, hey, that's my kid. Hey, that's you know, I've I've, I've coached this kid from when that person was 12 and I know what's good for them. And I've put you through, put them through this, this and that, who are you to come and tell me what this and that? I'm not trying to get all up in regards to other coaches, but I feel that, you know, there is some sort of, that's like my kid. You feel that way? You know, who I've coached and I've, I absolutely feel that about them as well. But I, I also believe that part of coaching them is to see them through the whole process that when they finish school, you got options for them afterwards. Um, and um, and so I want to do that for the players mm. that I coach, um, and so I, I, I understand people want to do that 
and uh, for the players that they coach. And, um, and at, at the end of the day as well, it's, it's if coaches aren't able to do that, then I've got a proven process and I've, I've got um, results to, to show for that. Um, and and uh, it's just growing every single day. Mm. And, and often what I've found as well is that players are coming to me directly. I, I, I haven't done any um, active recruiting. They've, they've been coming to me and saying, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? I haven't had much love with this. Or I haven't had much love with that. And then I'll help I'll start helping them out. And then, you know, a coach or two will come up to me and say, hey, that's my player. What are you doing? I say, hey, well, he came to me first. So it's, um, I understand where they're coming from. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where I, I try to um, help regardless of, of the relationship or the, the dynamic. I'm just here to grow basketball if i can get someone over there I'll, I'll try to get them over there if i can't you know you know i'll still try but we'll see what happens you know it's uh it's one of those things i understand people can be protective of their players um but at the end of the day sometimes um what's best for them isn't um isn't always what's best for the coach as well um i've had i've had a lot of coaches not be too happy with me because yeah. i've gotten their players offers at places that they didn't think their, their players should be going but they didn't get any other offers anywhere else. So that one, that's another one that I've been <laughs> confused at. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So um, now during the situation, COVID-19, has that, has that been a bit of a barrier at the moment? I know we can't go anywhere, but like, it's been a little bit of a blessing because um, all that competition that you have over in the States now is at a level playing field, um, you know. Whereas over there, they can pull up any girl, they any any um, boy or girl at any school, say, "Hey, come visit our campus. Come visit our campus," and it's not costing them as much as it is to get someone from here over there. Um, and whereas now, they can only talk to them on the phone, mm. they can only email, they can only message, and so it's the same uh, level playing field with us, which has been, which I've found has been quite a a blessing in disguise, um, and which has put us at a, a really good spot. Um, we've had a couple girls in the last um, two or three days commit to um, other places, and so they'll be announced in the next few few days and weeks. Um, and and I, I, I believe those ones wouldn't have happened unless um, they weren't able to see in person other players um, over in the States, which is, which is a really good... Um, a result for them, I guess. Um, but in terms of you know Division One players, so each player yeah. only gets five official campus visits to you know whatever schools offer them. Um, that uh, we've got some players talking to Division One schools who that mm. has hindered at the moment um, with the NCAA um, dead time down into um, May thirty first. So after and so they can't um, actually plan that until afterwards. So. Um, got a few players and, and even outside of basketball um, there's been people who have come to me outside of basketball who um, who I'm trying to help at the moment with, with other sports and, and it's the same thing with not being able to get over there at, at this stage and, and for Division 1 schools so it's uh, yeah. yeah so um, so solely you don't just steal in basketball is that kind of a, a scope so, for you to um, actually kind of I mean, fall into other sports and help others i facility to do it in the system that I, I created um, but um, what happened was one of the players that I was trying to get over there is also a, 
is also really good at um, track and field events. And so I was, co- I was contacting both basketball coaches and track and field mm. coaches at that school and saying, hey, is there any way we can do sort of a, a dual scholarship or something to get them over there if it's a full basketball scholarship, but she's also a, a walk-on, um, you know, track and field athlete or whatever it is. I was talking to those coaches. And, um, and through that, they said, oh, look, you know, we can't take this girl, but we're actually after runners, we're after this, we're after this. And so I thought, hey, if, you know, I'll try and help out some athletic, <laughs> athletics um, kids. So I um, told the coaches, here's a um, ranking of their times and all that. You know, have a look on, on the New Zealand Athletic website and let me know which girls and then we'll see what we can do. And so that that's the, the only active recruiting I've done where I've actually gone to those players, uh, those those athletes and said, hey, you know, this school has contacted me and they are interested in you. Um and uh, so that, that kind of comes about through that. Um, I've had other coaches who, all the coaches over there that know all the other coaches and all the other sports at their schools, they've talked to those coaches and said, hey, you know, we have a contact in New Zealand who, you know, he knows quite a few athletes and, and all the rest of it. So I've had other coaches at the same schools that I, I've got relationships with, their basketball coaches come to me and say, do you have anybody in this sport or this sport or this sport? So it's been a bit of a learning curve because I'm, I'm not, you know, I've been basketball my whole life, and although I don't, I don't know a whole lot about um, other sports. Mm. Um, what I've found though is often with basketball, it's a very subjective um, evaluation from the coaches, whereas things like track and field and, and and that, you know, they can see their times and they either know yes or no from those times, um, times or distances or whatever it is. So. Um, that that's yep. been different in in the fact that schools are more willing to say yes or no, based off of um, objective things like that. Whereas basketball, it's where, do they fit into the culture? Do they fit into the system? You know, are they gonna? Do I have a spot for them, a, a position for them available? That sort of thing. So it's been a bit of a learning curve, but um, definitely um, something I'm exploring at the moment. Okay, so if we're to wrap up this episode and pretty much put this uh, put a statement under like one minute how could you define for who you you know if i want to go over to america I get your grades what do I need to do um, how that's do one it? thing what i what i really have enjoyed is people messaging me and they say what can i do and i say um you know you got to do these core subjects you got to get your grades up from where they are at the moment and it's almost like they now they they have a sense of hope that hey i can get over there I don't have to pay thousands of dollars to a recruitment company and I can, I can get some help. And, um, and it's almost seeing a, a renewed hope in them that, Hey, all I got to do is get my grades up, train hard and, and I can get over there. And, um, that's been a real, real awesome thing to see. So I've seen a lot of kids whose grades have dropped off from, you know, year 12, year 13, who are now coming to me year 11, year 12 kids are coming to me and saying, Hey, what do I need to do to get over there? And they're, they're now seeing it as a very viable option. Um, particularly those who, who can't afford it. So, um, you know, definitely have a look at which uh, courses you need to be doing um, that are in line with the NCAA. Um, if, you, if you know you're not going to go NCAA, look at what you need to do to, um, to pass um, high school in New Zealand um, to qualify as a um, junior college athlete and train and, and obviously do all those things. Um, utilize Glory League, video your games, get get good, accurate stats, learn how to do stats if that's what you're doing, or get a, a manager or a coach in your team to learn how to do it. 
Um, it's one thing to say, yeah, I think I'm getting about 20, 30 points a game and you're really only getting 12 to 15. Um, and that's the other thing is, is um, it's, it's got to be reputable when you uh, approach these schools, uh, particularly um, for myself as a coach. I can't say, hey, here's this girl. And I'll send her over there. I can't say, yeah, she's 6'2", she's amazing, she does this, she does this, and she gets over there and she's actually 5'11 and a half on a good day and, and all that sort of stuff. That stuff just doesn't work. So be honest with coaches um, and, and really, really just um, mm. believe that you can do it. The options are out there. There's, you know, thousands of colleges over in the States. It doesn't have to be just the top 10 that you hear about all the time. And uh, you just work, work hard, and, and you'll be fine. Mm. Okay, Chris, hey, thank you very much for your time, man. This has been a good episode and great information. I know people are going to find just massive Facebook value out of this, slash, what's the best uh, way to contact you? Scholarships, just flick us through a message. Um, also on Instagram as well, but it's easier to message on uh, on Facebook. So facebook.com slash lead scholarships. Um, and, yeah, I'll be happy to help whoever comes and prepares himself. And, um, you know, when I ask them, hey, can you get me your NZQA thing, they can actually provide it and not take a week and a half to get back to me. That sort of stuff is, is goes a, a long way, um, particularly coaching uh, the coaches over in the States. They notice it yeah. if, if they reach out to someone or, um, you know, I say, hey, this coach wants you to message them and they take three or four days. The coaches notice that stuff and they don't like it. If I say, hey, message this person and two minutes later you've, you've, you've called someone or messaged someone, the coaches really, really, really appreciate that. And it's all about standing out above everybody else and the coaches notice it. Excellent. Chris Vaughan from Lead Scholarship, thank you very much for the time that you give up as it's kind of free for those that are getting over to living the American dream. Whatever I can do and, to help. Well, whatever the American dream feels for them. But, um, yeah, mate, um, awesome, man. Hey, thank you very much for the time out here of this episode. And, um, yeah, <laughs> have a good you, time. Good day. rest of your lockdown. You too. Cheers, man. Bye. <laughs> All right, then. Talk to you soon, buddy. Well, there it is. It's full time. Thank you very much for taking your time out here with us at Showtime Balling NZ, the podcast, balling at all levels. Hope you enjoy. Before we take off, making sure that you cop our merch and make sure you help grow our brand and represent us. Yo, until next time, peace.